Blog Talk Radio. Okay, all right, all right. Greetings, greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is Elder G. Bazaar coming to you from Warren, Ohio. This is Watchman on the Wall, End Time Global Link Ministry. I'm here to tell you some good news, some awesome news, some joyful news, and some dreadful news. The dreadful news, if you, if you're not saved today, if you're not saved today, I'm greeting you in the name of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I'm greeting you in love. I'm greeting you in mercy. I'm greeting you in every aspect of the divine attribute and nature of the Lord God Almighty. If you're not saved, please, please accept Christ now. As we get into the word, that's my first state. You need Jesus Christ. If you have never given your life to Jesus Christ, now is the time. This is Elder Bazaar, Watchman on the Wall. I know that's a hard way to greet you, but I want to let you know, because number one, you don't want to be left here after the rapture. You don't want to be left here after the rapture. And the rapture is just around the bend. Jesus Christ is coming too soon for people to even believe it. Woo! He's coming too soon for people who don't believe he's coming at all. But I know for a fact, I know for a fact, I know for a fact, Jesus Christ is due this year. I don't know what hour, I don't know what day, but I do know what month. I know I sound crazy, I sound a little lunatic, but we are living in the last days. We are living in the last generation. This generation is the last generation that I will ever see and you will ever see. And this generation will end in 2030. This generation will be over. Now, you know, I didn't say the end of the world. I said this generation will end in 2030. So what I'm saying, I'm saying you need to get ready to meet the Lord because the Lord is going to do something Pretty soon, and he's already doing, i tell you what he's doing now. He's saving souls. He's saving souls around the world. He's saving souls in the United States. He's saving souls in South America, North America, Canada. He's saving souls. And the world is getting worse and worse. But pretty soon, the Lord God Almighty is going to rapture his body out of this mess because we are totally uniquely in a mess. The world is going to hell in a handbasket because they have rejected, majority of the world have rejected the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now, don't get me wrong. God is saving folks. He's saving folks. But yet still the world is in such a bad shape. The Lord is going to have to remove the church so we can go into the tribulation period. This is Elder Bazaar. Watchman on the Wall. I am on every Sunday evening at 5 o'clock, and I'm on an evening on on Wednesdays. I'm at, on at 9 o'clock. 
So tune in. Tune in. I got some good news. Jesus loves you. He loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish. You don't want to be lost tonight. You don't want to die tonight. You don't want to die without Christ tonight. And I suggested that you will hear the voice of the Lord and let him speak to your heart to make a choice tonight that you would turn from your sins, turn from your wickedness, turn from your unbelief, turn every way around and repent of your sins and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Confess with your mouth, believe with your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, and the Bible said, thou shalt be saved. Saved from what? Saved from sin, death, hell, and the grave. And the grave. The grave is saying this. The grave is saying they want you. Death says it wants you. Satan says he wants you. He wants you. He wants you to reject Christ. That's what he wants you to do. And if you reject Christ and you die tonight or you die tomorrow, you die from a month or a year from now, and you never accepted Christ as your personal Savior, you never confess Christ with your mouth and bleed with your heart, and you leave this world without being washed in the blood of the Lamb, without being redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, without being sanctified by the blood of the Lamb, you will literally die and go to hell. Not because God put you in there, because God never put nobody in hell. The only one that he prepared hell for was the devil and his angels. But man has a choice. People have a choice today. Choose the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as your Savior, or choose satanic, demonic Lucifer as your Savior, because he'll save you from what? He'll save you from nothing. He cannot save nobody. He'll let your soul be damned and die without Christ and go to hell with him, because that's where he's going. Hell is going to be the eternal abode of Lucifer and all his cohorts of angels. And there are millions and millions of wicked spirits on the face of the earth. And we know that the Bible says, let's see what the Bible says where Satan dwells. Let's see where Satan dwells at. Let's go to the book of Ephesians. In the book of Ephesians, the sixth chapter of the book of Ephesians, and you will find these words according to the Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul writes to the Ephesian church, and he tells them these words as I get the scripture for you. In the scripture of the sixth chapter, let's bow our heads. Eternal Father, we thank you for this opportunity this evening, Lord. We thank you for your love and your mercy. We thank you for the ones that are here. We thank you for the ones that's listening in, Lord, that your word may go out as a mighty sword, because we know the devil is seeking, destroying, lying, cheating, murdering, and we want to let the people know that Christ is coming soon and that we as children of God and those that's not children of God need to repent and bow down again and again and again. Whether you've been a Christian for a year or whether you've been a Christian for 15 or 20 years, we need to bow down and pray for these lost souls that need to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Go with me, teach me, walk with me, teach me the word that I may rightly divide the word of truth. 
All right. Let's go to Ephesians 6 chapter. See what Apostle Paul said about these spirits, the prince power of the air. Let's see what he says in the 6th chapter. The 12th verse says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Paul is telling the Ephesian church, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. Our foes are not human. However, Satan constantly used human beings to carry out his dirty work. Rulers of beings of a highest rank ordered in Satan's kingdom, the rank immediately below the principalities, those who carry out instructions of the powers. This refers to demon spirits. My friends, we are not wrestling against flesh and blood. We are wrestling against the prince power of the air. We're wrestling against Lucifer. We're wrestling against demonic spirits. We're watching, warring against fallen angels that have been dethroned from heaven long time ago, 6,000 years ago. Do you know what Satan was 6,000 years ago? After the Lord had made the heaven and earth, let's see what Satan was. Amen. Look here, look here. In the 12th chapter, 14th chapter, the 12th verse, this is what the world is messed up on. The world is messed up because of a fallen angel, a fallen cherubim, a fallen created being by God. But when he fell, he fell from Lucifer to the dragon. He fell from Lucifer to the darkness and the pits of hell. Listen to what it says. It says this, how are you falling from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit up on all souls upon the mountain of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. This is Lucifer. Lucifer, the son of the morning. He was a anointed cherubim that was created by God Almighty. And at the beginning, he was a holy cherubim anointed angel, and he had in his heart, because of his beauty, that he could overthrow God Almighty. God is a spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in person. And God have no beginning, and God have no end, for he is the first and he is the last. He's the Alpha, and he's the Omega. And in the beginning of time, he spoke Lucifer into existence, and Lucifer rebelled in heaven because 
He wanted to take the place of God. He wanted to be like God. He wanted to ascend above God. He wanted to control God. And God would not and could not let him dethrone him from his own throne when he made Lucifer. He created Lucifer. He gave him the power to be the protector of his throne. He gave him power to be the director of the heavenly choir. He gave him power to have music instruments built within himself because he was a choir director and he was a music box. He knew music. He knew music. He could make every sound of a horn, of the tasmery, of the guitar, of the drum. He had all that built in himself. Do you see what I'm saying? And he figured because of his gorgeous beauty, of his gorgeous style, that he was so beautiful that he had the power enough to overthrow the almighty God, the almighty God the God of gods and the Lord of lords, the one that created and made the heavens and the earth on his own power. The God of self-existence, he always was. He always existed. He never came into existence. He never made himself. He was self-existent, and when he was self since he was self-existent, everything that was made was made by him, and without him there was nothing made that is made. So he is the creator and maker of all mankind, and he is definitely, absolutely a God of love. He's a God of love. He loves the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And when he made Lucifer, Lucifer rebelled, and he became the dragon. Let's see what he's called in the book of Revelation. Here he's called the son of the morning. Here he's called Lucifer. And in the 12th chapter of Revelation, after his fall, of 6,000 years, we find him in the book of Revelation in the 12th chapter where it says this. In the 12th chapter of the book of Revelation, it says this. It says that It says, and there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon. So he became a great red dragon after he had fell from heaven. He fell from heaven. He became the great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his head. And his tail, his tail drew a third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she, who was the ruler, who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up. And to God and his throne. 
And the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared of God that they should feed her a thousand two hundred and six three score days. That's one thousand two hundred and sixty days. And then the Bible says that there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, Lucifer, the dragon, and fought and his angels. And prevail not, neither was there found any place for him in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. The deception of the whole world is called by Satan. Don't you know the whole world has been fooled, has been uh, 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 ransacked? The whole, whole world has been tricked in believing that there is no resurrection, there is no second coming of Jesus Christ, there is no tribulation. People don't believe it. They won't accept it because the devil has deceived the whole world, and it was cast to the earth, and the angels were cast out with him. Now listen, this Satan, he is an anointed cherubim, one of the greatest angels that God ever created, and he became wicked. He became a rebel. He became stench. He became a low-down, dirty dog. He became a wicked, malignant cherubim. And now he rules the world because he's considered as being the god of this age. He rules in wickedness. He rules in all kinds of sins and all kinds of blasphemies and all kinds of wickedness in the world today. He is doing nothing but dirt. Everywhere he goes, he destroys, he eliminates, he kills, he murders, he rapes, he does all these things. He's a liar, he's an adulterer, he's a whoremonger, he's a fornicator, he's a homosexual. He is everything that the Bible acquires him to be, and he is using people to damn their souls. And the reason why he's damning their soul, because he is mad. He is mad at God Almighty. He can't stand God Almighty. He resents God Almighty. He tells the world that God is dead. He tells the world that God is no good. He tells the world that God is not love, but he's a liar. He's a liar, and the truth is not in him. For he is a father of lies, and he knows that one thing he's headed for, he's for hell. He is going straight to hell. He is a hell ruler. He is a hell war mongrel. He is a hell organizer. And God prepared hell for the devil and his angels, and that's where he's headed. And God said, I'm going to put man on the earth, and when I put man on the earth, I'm going to give him a choice to choose in whom he's going to serve. And when the devil was found in the Garden of Eden, found in the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve was put in the garden. God told Adam and Eve, don't eat the fruit of knowledge of good and evil. The day you eat the fruit of knowledge of good and evil, you are going to die. You are going to be cut off from God Almighty. You are going to be on your own. You are going to be making your own choices. 
you are going to be the one that deny that God exists. And that's what the devil did. That's what he did. He got inside of Eve's head and told her God said. Well, he told Eve that God said that you're going to die if you eat the fruit of knowledge of good and evil. And Satan said you are not going to die God is telling you a lie. He said, God knows the day you eat the thereof, you shall be knowing good and evil, and it will make you wise, and it was pleasant to look at. It will make you smart. Go ahead and eat it, Eve. And Eve was deceived. She was fooled. She was lied to. And Adam came. And Adam saw what she had done, and he knew that if he would eat the fruit of another good and evil, he knew that he was going to die, and he hearkened to his wife, and he did it. And when they both ate, they tell me they were totally cut off from God. They were cut off from, you know what I say? They were cut off from God. In other words, they no longer knew God as they knew him in innocence. And so now they were on their own, and they became the first two sinners that was on the planet. The first two sinners that was on the planet. And ever since then, man was born in sin. And shaped in iniquity. All the people of the planet right now, from Adam all the way over, everybody that was ever born was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. And let me tell me, no man was born righteous. No man was born righteous. No woman was born righteous. Nobody was born righteous. There's only one man that was ever born without sin and was born perfect and was born righteous and was only one that had a sinless life. Only one that did everything according to his will of his father, and that was Jesus Christ. When he was born, he was born without sin. He knew no sin, but yet still he was around sin, and yet still he became a sin offering for the sins of the world. In other words, he was a sacrifice that would pay the penalty for sin, and the penalty for sin was death. Jesus Christ died. Well, who was Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ was God Almighty, God Almighty in the flesh. God Almighty in the flesh. God Almighty became human. When he became human, that means he became like man, but without sin, because he was not born of a human being. He was not born of a man. He was born of God. God is the Father. God became flesh. He implanted the Holy Ghost himself into Mary's womb, and Mary was found with child, and she brought forth a son, and the Lord told Mary to call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. So what happened? What did God do? God and Satan are the enemies of each other. God hates the devil, and the devil hates God. And the devil is trying to defeat God for the last 6,000 ion ages. He is trying to defeat God 
and try to dethrone God and try to get rid of God for the last 6,000 years. And let me tell you, he cannot get rid of God because he was created by God. And if he was created by God, he is subject to obey God. And God cast him out of heaven. And since then, Satan has have a, a revolt. He had a rebellion. And he's rebelling through mankind. Because mankind is rebelling against God today. Our world is in a mess. Our world is in a total mess. And yet still, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. And so now we're living in the 21st century. We're living in the end time. And the Bible tells me before the end of the world, before the end of the world, before the judgment come, the Bible tells me there is going to be a time of trouble never, ever since they've been upon the planet. Because the end of the world will not come until after the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. So we got, woo, the end of the world means that God is going to set this world on fire and renovate it. He's going to restore it. But before that, he has to judge the world. God is going to judge this world. And when he judges it, he's going to judge it in two resurrections, the resurrection of the righteous and the resurrection of the unrighteous. And the resurrection of the righteous will happen first, and the resurrection of the unrighteous will happen second. So what we're dealing with now, we're dealing with a time where God is calling men, women, boys, and girls to come to him. Come to him. Repent and be born again. Repent and be saved. Repent and be redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Come to Jesus Christ now. That's what the Lord is calling out. That's what he's using today. Why? Because he knows there's only one way that a man can come back to God. You can't come back to God on your looks. You can't come back to God on your church going. You can't come back to God on your money or your fame or your glory. You can't come back on the color of your skin. You can't come back to God. But only one way that a man can come back to God and get to God, and that is through his son. Jesus Christ, because Jesus Christ is God Almighty in the flesh, and if you want to know God, you've got to confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that God raised him from the dead, and if you believe that and accept him and repent of your sin, the Bible says, thou shalt be saved from sin, death, hell, and the grave. So what Satan is doing today? Satan is causing all these wars, all this killing and all this murder and all this backbiting and all these floods and all these things that's going on in the world, all these sex organs and all this adultery and all this year homosexuals and all this year child pornography, all this rotten stuff is caused by Satan because he is a liar and he is a father of sin. He is the originator of sin. He is the one that brought sin into the world, and he used Adam and Eve for them to disobey God, and when he they disobeyed God, he took over humanity, and now God is going to redeem humanity back, as many as those that come to him. If you don't come to God through Jesus Christ, you will die and go to hell. Lord, have mercy. 
Yes, I did say that. If you die without Jesus Christ, by repenting of your sin, because no longer his name is Lucifer. His name is Satan, which means adversary. Jesus Christ is getting ready to come back to this planet. And how close is it? It's as close as the skin on your body, the blood warming in your vein. Jesus Christ is getting ready to come back. Because when he said, I'm coming back, he said there's some things are going to be happening before I get back. He said there's many things that's going to transpire when I get back. Because before I come back, it's going to be hell on earth. It's going to be all kinds of things going on in the book of St. Luke. Amen. We read what will happen when Jesus comes back, before he comes back. These are the things that's going to happen. And he said, take heed, Jesus said, take heed, be not deceived. Before I come back, listen to what he says is going to happen. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. And the time draws near. Go ye, go ye not therefore after them. But when you shall hear of wars and commotion, be not terrified. For these things must first come to pass. But the end is not yet. By and by. Then said he unto them, Nations shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and great earthquakes shall be in divers places, and famines and pestilence, and fearful sights, and great signs shall be from heaven. But before all these things shall they lay their hands upon you and persecute you, deliver you up to the synagogue and into the prison, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. And it shall turn to you to, for a testimony. Settle it, therefore, in your hearts not to meditate before what you shall answer. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. And ye shall be betrayed by parents, and brothers, and kinfolks, and friends, and some of you, shall they cause you to be put to death, and you shall be hated. Talk about the Jews now. You shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but there shall not one hair on your head perish. In your patience possess ye your souls, and when you shall see Jerusalem come past with armies, then know that the desolation is not. Then let them which are in Judea flee into the mountains. Let them which are in the midst of the midst of it depart out of out who are in the countries and enter therein too. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written be fulfilled. But woe to them that are with child, and to them that give sucks in those days. That means 
that during the time of this year great tribulation, this seven-year tribulation that's coming up on the earth pretty soon, real shortly, there's going to be a seven-year tribulation. And during this tribulation, the Jews, when the Antichrist arrives, the Jews are going to try to flee from the city. And he said, woe to those that have sucked in those days. In other words, woe to those that have children in those days. There shall be great wrath from Lucifer. Lucifer will try to wipe out the Jewish nation for the last time. He has tried to do it for the last 6,000 years. And one of the greatest holocausts that ever hit this planet was when the Jews were, 6 million Jews were killed and slain by Adolf Hitler in 1933 to 1945. Hitler killed over 6 million Jews. He buried them alive. He cooked them. He boiled them. He, 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 he cremated them. He made the fertilizer out of them. He made lampshades out of them. He did every low-down, dirty, rotten thing to do to get rid of the Jew, and he couldn't do it. The Jews still exist because the Jews is God's chosen people, and they're back in the land. And the Bible tells me Jesus Christ cannot come until they're back in the land. So what you talking about? I'm talking about the Jews are back in the land, and they've been back in the land for 75 years. This year, I make the 75th year that the Jews have been in their land, and guess what? They've been in their land for one generation, and that generation is the last generation. So what I'm trying to tell you, Jesus Christ is coming in this generation because this is the generation of Jesus Christ's return. He is going to come 110%. I know it. I feel it. I see it. I write about it. I'll die for it. I know that he's coming back because the Jews are looking for the false Messiah. They think it's the true Messiah, and this false Messiah now is alive. The false Messiah is alive. The false Messiah is not coming from heaven. The false Messiah is here on earth now. The false Messiah. And he's going to come from a nation that exists today. And the Bible says, believe him not. Don't believe this false Messiah that's coming. He's going to be influenced. He's going to be in, 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 uh, he's going to be energized by Lucifer. He will be the devil himself in the flesh. Do you hear me again? He will become the devil in the flesh. This Antichrist will be the devil incarnated in the flesh, and he will rule the world for seven years. Think about it. Seven years of rulership that the false Messiah is going to rule, and the Jews will accept him as being the true Messiah when he will be a false, phony, jack-leg, jack-leg, quack. He'll be a jack-leg antichrist. He will be a fake, phony, baloney antichrist. It will be the devil impersonating Jesus Christ, and the world will accept him why? Because the world for the last 6,000 years been looking for a world dictator just as they, they look for Nimrod. And they say what they look for Hitler. And that's what they look for Mussolini. And that's what they look for Stalin. They look for Gorbachev. They look for uh, uh, Kaiser. They look for men to be like God and try to do the things that God did and they never have found them. 
Well, the final one is here. The final one is coming, but he can't come. He cannot come. He cannot be revealed to the world until, until, until the trumpets blow and the dead in Christ shall rise, and we that remain alive shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air, and then the Antichrist will come. He will come from a country in Western Europe. I will tell you the country he's coming from according to the Bible. According to the Bible, he will come from the country of Spain. Spain is where the Antichrist will arrive. He is here today. He's the king of Spain. He's been ruling Spain since 2014, and he's still the king of Spain. And his father gave him the throne in 2014, and his father's name was Juan Carlos. And Juan Carlos had grew up until he was 80 years old, and he was too old to be king. So he gave the throne to his son, and his son is called King Felipe. And King Felipe is standing in the doorway right now, waiting for the period of time in which he will come on the scene. He cannot come on the scene until the body of the glorified church uh, be uh, raptured up. And I'm not talking about the local church. I'm not talking about the Baptist church. I'm not talking about the Presbyterian church. I'm not talking about the Methodist church. I'm not talking about no church. I'm talking about the church that Jesus Christ purchased with his own blood. I'm talking about the church that Jesus Christ died and suffered on Calvary's cross to redeem man from mankind. I'm talking about the church that consisted of every nationality and every people and every language. I'm talking about the church that's never mind about the color of the skin or the status quo. I'm talking about the church that's saying in our hearts and minds, I've been redeemed. I've been redeemed. I've been washed in the blood of the I'm talking about the purified church. I'm talking about the sanctified church. I'm talking about the church that Jesus Christ purchased with his own blood. Nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ. If if you're talking about you going to heaven, you have to be washed in the blood of Christ through the Holy Spirit. In other words, Jesus Christ shed his blood on Calvary's cross. And when he opened that fountain, he opened the fountain of salvation. Salvation was ready now because when Jesus Christ came from the dead, after he had been in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights, he got up out the grave and then he said, all power, all power. In heaven and earth is in my hand. Now Jesus Christ got power enough to save the low-down, dirty, rotten uh, daddy, daddy pimp. He able to save liars. He's able to save whores. He's able to save homosexuals. He can save lesbianism. He can save anybody that want to be saved. He can save the blind. He can save the sick. He can save those to the utmost. He can save the black man. He can save the white man. He can save the Puerto Rican. He can save the Mexican. He can save the ones that want to be saved. And the only way that you can be saved, you got to come to the cross, the cross of Christ, because there's power in the blood of of Jesus Christ. He can sanctify your soul and wash you and make you whiter than snow. And that's the devil can't do that. That's the devil mad at the, the, the devil is mad at the cross. He is mad at the cross because he knows. Satan knows 
that the cross can save you, that the blood of Jesus Christ can save you. He knows that. He knows that he has seen God save folks. Every day, Jesus is saving people from all over the world, in Africa, in Jamaica, in Puerto Rico, in New Mexico, in Old Mexico, in South America, in Brazil. He's saving in the United States. He's saving in every country, every continent right now. Souls are being redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, no, you ain't hearing about it. You ain't hearing about it because the devil said, I, he's trying to kill Christians. He don't, he can't stand Christians because Christians mean this. Christians mean that their soul is saved. It means that they believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. They believe that Jesus Christ is God Almighty and that he died on Calvary's cross and they repented of their sins. And they're telling the Lord, thank you for saving my soul from what? Sin, death. Hell in the grave. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and keeping me. Why? Because there's nothing but the blood that can save your soul. Lord, listen to what I'm trying to tell you. Listen to what I'm trying. It's only the blood of Jesus Christ that can save your soul. There ain't no other religion. None. None. N-O-N-E. None. There's no other religion on this planet that can save you. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you in. I don't care if you in Taoism, Buddhism, Shintoism. I don't care if you in the Roman Catholic. You can be in the Baptist. You can be in the Presbyterian. You can be in every church that you can name. That don't mean and is not fit for you to believe that you're going to go to heaven over a name of a denomination. You're not going to heaven. The only way you can get to heaven, you got to come by no other name given unto heaven whereby men can be saved than what? The name of Jesus Christ. Christ is the answer. It's been the answer for the last 2,000 years and the next 2,000 years because I know there ain't going to be no next 2,000 years here on this earth in this year condition because because when the end of the sixth millennium, God's going to wipe this planet and he's going to punish the wicked and get rid of sin. Satan is going to be bound in that bottomless pit for a thousand years, and no sin will dwell upon the earth. There's going to be one sin that God will deal during the millennium reign, and that's the sin of unbelief because God is going to renew the earth. He's going to renew mankind. He's going to restore everything that the devil has wrecked up. And that's what the devil's good for, is wrecking your life, wrecking somebody else's life. He has no way of being redeemed. He cannot be redeemed. He cannot be saved. He cannot go back into heaven no more. No more. He is done. He's done like a donut in the store. He is done, and he wants to try to sneak back into heaven. And he's trying to get back to heaven through religion, and religion has no blood. The religions don't have no blood. Oh, listen to what I'm saying. I said religions don't have no blood. The only, 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 only. And I don't even like to call it religion. The only, only, the only way 
only way that man can come back to God is through the blood of Jesus Christ. He cannot come back through a Baptist. He can't come back through the Presbyterian. He can't come back through with a Catholic. You can't come back with that kind of religion or even denomination because denomination ain't never died for me. Ain't no, ain't no denomination carried a cross on Calvary. Ah, look at here. Oh, look at here. Look, ain't no, look at here. Ain't nobody can do what Jesus Christ can do. And one thing Jesus Christ, I know he can do. He can save your soul. Your S-O-U-L. Your soul is the only thing you got forever. Because there's no such thing as total annihilation. Your soul will live forever somewhere. It will live in heaven or it will live in hell. If it lives in hell, you will be there forever. If you live in heaven, if you die, and get saved before you die, you'll live in heaven forever. In other words, you'll live with Jesus Christ forever. Woo! You will be with the Lord Jesus Christ forever. And what I mean forever, that means you will never, 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 never go out of existence. You will live through eternal ages. You will live and live and live and live and live and live with God Almighty and his son, Jesus Christ, through eternity. Why and how? Because you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You believe that he died for your sins, for your lying, your cheating, your backbiting, your horrors, your, your, your hormones and adulterers and drug addicts and homosexuals. He died for you, laid his body upon that tree, and they nailed nails to his hands and his feet. And they lifted him up between heaven and earth. And he cried out on the cross, said, my God, my God. Why hast thou forsaken me? He was in such agony that no man, no human being could take the agony that Jesus took. And he took it for you. He took it for you. Why don't you come to him tonight? Don't let the devil tell you that, that there's not a rapture. And the rapture is not the end of the world. The rapture is the beginning of the tribulation period because the rapture God's going to remove the church and then the tribulation period will come and God is going to let Satan take control of this world for seven years you're going to be hell on earth what I mean by hell on earth the devil's going to run things but yet still God is not going to let him have all God is going to raise up some evangelists. And these evangelists will be found in Revelation 7th chapter. The 7th chapter of the book of Revelation 
John sees after the church is raptured up, he sees 144,000 Jews that will preach the gospel of the kingdom. And these gospels of the kingdom will preach 1,000. Listen to what I'm saying now. 1,260 days, which equals three and one half years, and the first part of the tribulation period. There's two parts of the tribulation. First part would be a semi-peace. It would be a semi-peace. And this semi-peace will be a deceptive avenue in which men will believe this man called the Antichrist is Jesus Christ, and he is not Jesus Christ. He is, I told you before, he is the devil. He is the devil, raw, raw, the raw devil, raw devil. He's the devils of devils. And the devil got all kinds of religions today, all kinds. There's over 6,000 worldwide religions, religions that don't acquire with blood. Religions that Satan has made up to deviate around the cross. There's only one way you can get to heaven. There's only one way you can get to God. And that way is Jesus. Jesus said, I am what? The way, the truth, the life. No man, no woman, no boy, no girl can get to the Father. Got to come by me. You got to repent and turn from your wicked ways, your wicked thoughts your wicked attitude. You got to turn. Repent means a contrite, broken spirit, and you make a 180-degree turn and turn away from sin. Turn away from that drug. Turn away from that line because you have sinned against a holy God, and God can't stand sin. God hates sin. God did something that no other man could do. Instead of destroying the whole human race, he came down here and died for mankind, that through him, the human race could be saved. And the world today has rejected the cross of Christ. They're rejected. Here's what they in. They in Jehovah's Witness. They in humanism. They in the occult. They in the world of evolution. They in the 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 uh, the, the, the the section of witchcraft. There's atheism in the world. There's Buddhism in the world. There's Taoism in the world. There's Islam in the world. There's secularism in the world. Judaism is in there. What's Judaism? Judaism is Old Testament sacrifices of animals and goats that God used before Christ came. But when Christ came, Judaism was done away with. No longer we can use Judaism as an escape goat. For our sin, Jesus Christ came down here and shed his blood on Calvary's cross, and he died. When he died, he dropped his head between the locks of his shoulder and gave up the ghost. And now, and now, men, boys and girls, can be saved by the blood of Christ if they only repent. And the world today don't want to repent. They don't want to be sorry. There's some people that ain't going to never be sorry for what they've done against God as loving as he is, and kind as he is, and merciful as he is. I don't want, I don't want God. I, I, I want to do what I want to do, but I just want to just use him on my lips. No, use him on your lips to take you to hell, because you got to have him in your heart. And if you don't have him in your heart, but you got him on your lips, your heart is not right, you're going to die, and you're going to go to hell. 
I ain't your judge. I ain't your jury. The Bible says, except the man be born again. He cannot. He cannot enter or see the kingdom of God. You'll never see it. You'll see flames of fire burning forever. You'll hear screamings and yelling and crying and, oh, hell is awful. Hell is long. Hell is terrible. Hell is a nightmare. Hell is something that you never will get out of if you refuse the love of God. And he loved you so much, so much, that he gave up his life. You don't beat on him. You don't cuss him out. You don't do all your little dirty dog, your little dirty sins, and you want to lay him on him, and then you want to say, well, I'm going to still do it, and uh, 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 I still want to get into heaven, but you can't go in with sin in your soul, sin in your spirit. And that's what Christ came to do, save your soul. When he saved your soul, he wipes you clean. He wipes you, make you pure than snow. Paganism. There ain't no blood there. Agnosticism, no blood is there. Hinduism, no blood. No repentance, no sacrifice. Nobody sacrificed for the Hindus. The only one to sacrifice his life for the Hindus is Jesus Christ. So in order for that Hinduism to go into the Hindus to be converted, he's got to come to Christ. Spiritualism, no blood. Baya, no blood. Schism, no blood. Scientologists. No blood. Deus, no blood. Voodoo, Satanism, Illuminati, no blood. Mormonism, no blood. These all are religions. And these religions will go into the great tribulation known as Laocidia Church. Laocidia Church will go, lead into Revelation at the 17th chapter where all world religions, listen to what I'm saying, all world religions, every religion on the face of the earth right now will link up to the Laocidia Church Age, go into the great tribulation known as in the 17th chapter of Revelation, we see the world church. This is the world church. This is what the world church looked like. Let's see what it says in the 17th chapter of the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation breaks it down mighty clear, mighty clear because it says this in the 17th chapter. It says that there came unto me seven angels, which had seven vows and talk with me, saying unto me, Come up hither, and I will show you unto you the judgment of the great whore, which sits upon the water. The great whore refers to all religions of the world. This is what the, this is what the whore represents. All the religions of the world that ever have been which are devised by men as substitute for Jesus Christ. Uh-oh, Sub they're substitute world religion for Jesus Christ and him crucified. God's way is Christ, and 
him crucified alone, as well as many waters are a symbol of multitudes of peoples, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. This great woman, great whore, is riding up on water, up on this beast, the ride from many waters, represent world religions united together under the Pope. The Pope will reunite these world religions together, all those that have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Because after the rapture of the church, there won't be no saved person up on this earth until, until, listen, until the gospel be preached by the 144,000. And the first part of the tribulation period, the 144,000 were preached for 1,260 days, which is 42 months, which is which is times and times and dividing time, they will preach that period of length of time, and through that, many people will hear the gospel through the media, through the Internet, through tweeters, through the YouTube, through uh, TikTok or whatever information they got and can get on there. They will hear the 144,000 preach for 1,260 days, and from that gospel being preached by the Jewish people, they will, hey, they will tell the world that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior and that he's coming back to set up the millennial kingdom. And during that first three and one half years, many people will come to Christ. It will be so many that men will not be able to count them because it will be a number that no man can number. And I believe they'll sing a song that the angels cannot sing. I don't know. I don't know the name of the song, but I do know a song that the angels can't sing. And that song is sang like this. I've been redeemed. I've been redeemed. I've been redeemed. I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb because that really represents those that are in sin. They come out of sin, and God has washed them in the blood of the Lamb. And angels can never be redeemed because they're ministering spirits. And so now the angels can't sing that song. But I can tell you one thing. Brother Bazaar can sing it. I can sing it now, and I'm going to sing it when I get to heaven. I've been redeemed. I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. These religions of the world today, is known as what? The great whore. There will be all kinds of people. There will be liars and backbiters and whoremongers, and there will be people who refute and never, 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 never have accepted Jesus Christ, and they will do whatever they please, and they will, they, they will, they will go after this woman, and this woman represents the church, and we'll get down here a little further, and we'll describe what the woman's going to look like. And so the angels carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And this year's church is in the wilderness. This is church is walking in darkness. This is church has been been deceived. It's been lied to. And folks are 
grabbing it up like, ooh, they're eating it like, my Lord. They're swallowing up everything because in this religion, you do whatever you want. You can lie, cheat, backbite, whoremonger, and never have to do anything but that. And that's what the devil wants, because the devil wants you to worship him. And when you worship sin, and when you do sin, and when you uh, do the things you want to do and reject Jesus Christ, you are a worshiper of Satan. And because we know that the Illuminati are ones that worship the devil, they worship the devil, they sell the soul to the devil. Why? Because they know that they can get materialistic things, and they're willing to exchange your soul for uh, 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 materialistic. So he carried me in the wilderness. That's where that church is at now. It's going, you're ready to go into the wilderness. And I saw a woman, I saw a woman sit on a scarlet-colored beast full of blaspheming, having seven heads and ten horns. Seven heads represent the seven world empires. The seven world empires are Egypt, the Assyrian Empire, the Babylonian Empire, the Median Persian Empire, we got the Grecian Empire, we got the Roman Empire, and we got the revived Roman Empire, which is today New World Order. The New World Order. The New World Order. This is the One World Church. This is the One World Government. This is the One World Religious System. Having what? Seven heads, ten horns. Ten horns represent the ten European common market. Ten European common market that exists today. And then the Bible tells me, old brother Daniel broke it down. And he said, I saw ten toes. I saw ten crowns. I saw ten. I saw ten toes. I saw ten horns. Ten horns represent power. And then he said, after I saw these ten horns, I saw another little horn, a little tiny horn. And this little tiny horn had eyes and had a mouth that spoke great things against the most high God. And this high God is Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, the Elohim, Jehovah, amen, Yeshua. And he said, when I saw this little horn, it spoke great things against the most high, which represents the 11th country that came in to join. NATO. NATO represent North Atlantic Treaty Organization. And this this year, North Atlantic Treaty Organization is a European common market. And out of the European common market will come another little horn. And this little horn represents the Antichrist that's going to be the 11th horn. And they tell me, when did he come in? He came in about 1986. Uh, 1986, this little horn came in. And when it came in, it had been wanting to come in since 1975, but it couldn't come in because it was a dictatorship-type government, and that government had to stay in at least 10 years and turn it to a democracy government. And when it turned to a democracy government, they tell me the horn came in. And when that horn came in, somebody asked me uh, just the other day, what horn was that that came in? Good God Almighty, that 11th horn was Spain, the Spanish monarch. And Spain is the brother of Jacob. Spain is the brother of the Jews. The Jews 
brothers, Spain. Why? Where you get that at? I got that from Rebecca. Rebecca had two sons, Jacob and Esau. Esau, you got Spanish people. Jacob, you got the Jewish people. They are brothers because when old Jacob was coming out Rebecca's womb, he caught a hold of Esau's heel, and he was going to he was going to deceive Esau to sell his birthright, and that's what he did. And now the Spanish people are jealous. The Spanish people got all against the Jewish people because they were supposed to be the one that inherit and be the descendancy of Jesus Christ. But Esau was a rebel. Esau didn't want his birthright. Esau sold his birthright, and that's all in back history. But now... The Spanish people is going to send the Antichrist, which will be a time of Jacob's trouble, just like Esau tried to wipe out Jacob and his 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 siblings and his his wife and his cattle, but the Lord stopped it. And when he stopped it, he told Jacob, you no longer will be called Jacob, you be called Israel because you have prevailed with the Almighty. So the Jews are the ones that they were chosen to bring into Messiah, was chosen to write the Holy Scripture, was chosen to be the nation of the world that show the world that there's only one true, one true, one true living God, the God of gods and the Lord of lords, and that's the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And this woman that's coming on uh, in the book of Revelation is a false, false, phony church of Satan. Satan is the one that's organizing this thing. And his name was full of blasphemies. And Satan blasphemed God. So that's the false church. And the woman was a raised. She decked out to the bone in purple and scarlet color with gold and precious stones and pearls, and having a what? A golden cup in her hand, full of abomination and filthiness. You hear what I said? Abomination and filthiness of her fornication. In other words, she was a sex pervert. And this church is a sex pervert. It is geared on sex prosperity, and position. It's geared on wickedness. It's geared on every low-down, dirty, rotten sin. And it says, inside the cup. That's what's inside the cup. Is that a golden cup in a handful of what? Abomination and filthiness of the earth. And up on her forehead, a name written, Mystery Babylon. This woman Descended from Babylon, from the 11th chapter of Genesis, Babylon, which means confounded, confused, which means Babylon. And the world today is confused. The world today is Babylon. The world today is going crazy. The world today is telling everybody it's all right to sin, sin, do what you want to do. Sex perverts, liars. We got child pornography. We got old men raping little babies. We got men killing babies. We got men sucking blood and drinking urine. We got men worshiping idols and worshiping Baphomet. We got men in Illuminati. We got men in secret society. That's what? That's using 
the secret society as a religious organization that's bound for hell. Yeah, we got the we got at least eight here. We got free masonry. We got Octopus Deus. We got the New Age movement. We got the United Nations. We got the global the club of Rome. We got the Knight Templars. We got the Skull and Bone. We got the Illuminati. We got the Council of Foreign Relations. We got the Bilderbergs. We got the European Union. We got the Jesuits. These are all Luciferians, diabolical liars. And guess what? Guess what? Look at this. Look what's going on in the world today. The devil is a liar. He's a sneak. And he's using the Luciferians are in our government. Our government is ran by Luciferians. Demons and devils is running our government. And we got presidents, we got senators and governors that belongs to the Illuminati. We got presidents that are joined, have already joined the Illuminati. Don't you know Biden knows about Illuminati? Don't you know President Barack Obama knows about the Illuminati? Don't you know George W. Bush and the Bush family knows about the Illuminati. Don't you know all the rich Jews in the world today that have rejected Christ or belong to the Illuminati? Don't you know what the Illuminati do? They worship Satan. They're Satan worshipers. They're lying spirits just operating in the government. And presidents today go all the way back to George Washington, running all up from 1776 to 2023. Presidents have came on the scene, and they have did the bidding of the Illuminati, which are Luciferians, worshipers of the world. President Roosevelt. Illuminati's. He wrote the first and printed the first dollar bill, 1935. He put on the back of it, New World Order. It's all written up by the Illuminati. Demons, devils, Prince Power, they had Satan, Lucifer has control of the society today, and God is giving them time enough to repent. But at the same time, People are coming out of that. People have been saved day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute, until God says, I am through. I got my church. I got my born-again believers. I ain't got no denomination in this thing. I ain't no occults in here, no witchcrafts in here, no lies in here. I got a church that I'm going to present before my father at the greatest event that was struck the earth since the flood. What is that? The rapture. The rapture is here. Just a few more days. It ain't long. The great 
crucifixion of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When he died and rose again, he said, I'm on this rock. Up on this rock, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell, our gates of hell, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And the church will not let the world prevail against it. Some people say, what's happened to the church? Ain't nothing happened to the church. It's what happened to you. Because if you've been born again, you're on your way to glory. Why? Because Jesus Christ gave his life for you, and you accepted it one day. You repented of your sins. You might be in the world, but you're not of the world. And let me tell you something. You've got to keep the faith. You've got to lay aside every weight. You've got to look to Jesus, who's the heart and finish of our faith, for he is the one that's going to descend from heaven with a shout. And when he descends from heaven with a shout, the voice of the archangel, the trumps of God, and God's going to sound a trumpet. And the devil don't like trumpets. He does not like trumpets because trumpet means prepare for battle, prepare for all, prepare for judgment. Because in the book of Revelation, as I told you a couple of days, a couple of weeks ago, every trumpet is blown in the book of Revelation. Every time a trumpet is blown, an event happens. And that's why the Illuminati's and the Luciferian can't stand Trump. It's not Trump. It's not Trump that they worried about. It's the name that he has, Trump. The Bible talks about trumpets, Trump. And all the 2,000 years since America was Declaration of Independence was signed in 1776. And from 1776 until 2023, there has never been a name of president. Of all the presidents, there wasn't one president named Trump until the end of time. Here comes a man out of nowhere, and his name was Trump. And he blew the trumpet on a lot of people and blew the trumpet on himself. But in all that name and all that people are ridiculing him and, and, and trying to deframe him, God is trying to tell the world, this is the last Trump. Ain't no more Trumps after this Trump. And so the world today is looking for a world leader. They can't find none. They can't find none. Ain't nobody. Ain't nobody want to. Uh-uh. Ain't nobody wants to just jump up and say, "I'm gonna run." Who you running to? What you gonna do? You ain't gonna do nothing. Ain't nobody gonna bring America out of this. It's gonna take God Almighty. And if America don't repent, she's gonna suffer dire judgment. And in fact, God is showing judgment already upon America. And it's not on America only, but around the world. Storms, tornadoes, volcanoes, earthquakes, famines, 
It's striking America. Food prices going up. Gas prices going up. Rent prices going up. Rent prices so high, now folks are being evacuated. People are being evicted. People living on the street. Why? Because tell me everything is going up. Why? Because time me is trying to tell you the Trumps are getting ready to sound. And they're going, it's going to sound only, 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 only going to sound for only one kind of people. White, black, yellow, green, ugly, pretty, rich, for only one kind of people. Born again, baptized, blood washed, believers that will disappear in a twinkling of an eye. The dead in Christ shall rise, and we that remain alive shall be caught to meet the Lord in the air. And then the seven-year tribulation will wrap it up. Wrap it up. The white horse is going to ride in the sixth chapter of Revelation. It's going to ride. It's going to have a bow in his hand, but no arrows. In other words, he's coming on a diplomacy. He's going to come along in peace. And that peace is going to deceive a lot of people. The Jews are saying, he's coming. The Jews are saying, he's here. The Jews are saying, we got to build a temple. We got to build a temple. We got to have our sacrifices. We got to have our priesthood. We got to have our manure. We got to have our Ark of the Covenant. We got to have our building. And so we can start up the Old Testament sacrifices. And the Antichrist will give them permission and sign a seven-year peace treaty with them. It's coming. It's coming, brothers and sisters. It's coming at the same time this woman is riding this beast. And up on her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon, the Great, the Mother of Harlots. An abomination of their filthiness. I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saint. And with the blood of the saint and a martyr of Jesus Christ. Well, this year, false church. This phony, quack church. People who are hypocrites. Nothing but hypocrites and sinners. Hypocrites and sinners are going to be in this church, and that's the only one going to be in there. A hypocrite is an unregenerated person that's trying to pretend that he is saved and don't know Jesus Christ. And a sinner is just saying, I don't want him, I don't need him, and I'm still going to live. The backslider will not be in this church. God is going to snatch him out of it, just like he did Lot out of Sodom and Gomorrah, just like he did Rahab out of Jericho, just like he did Noah on the flood. Come on, God said, uh, righteousness belongs to me. Righteousness belongs nobody to me. And he knows, he knows that he knows that he knows who is right and who ain't right. And there's only two ways, wrong or right. And the only way you can get right with God, you've got to come to Calvary. Come on now. Take off that pride. Throw that pride away. Throw that fornication away. Throw that lying, cheating, backbiting away. Throw it away and fall on your sin-bending knees and call on the name of Jesus Christ because he's the only one that can save your soul. This woman is full of filthiness, and she was drunk because this year church is going to persecute the tribulation saints. And this year church is known. She committed fornication. Listen to what it says. 
all religions devised by man and even the part of Christianity that have been corrupted or labeled by the Lord as spiritual fornication. In other words, people trying to mix Christianity with paganism. And that started in the church Pergamos. Pergamos started that with Constantine, saying that he was converted. And when he said he was converted, he's going to make Christianity a state religion. And he brought paganism. He brought whores in the church. He brought fornication in the church. He brought fags in the church. He brought all that in the church. And based on Christianity, this is Christ-like. But it's a line wonder. It's a line wonder why you you blaspheme in the name of Jesus Christ when you try to degrade the blood of Jesus Christ hanging on the cross and died for our sins. You are blaspheming the the cross of Christ because the cross of Christ sanctifies your soul that you don't take part in that, don't want to take part in it, and you deny it, and you tell the, you tell the world, you go ahead and do what you got to do, but I'm following Jesus Christ and his righteousness. It says this, is, this proclaims the actual content of the golden cup. Even though it looks wonderful on the outside, if it's not Jesus Christ and him crucified, then it is labeled by the Lord as a harlot and abomination. Regrettably, that includes much of the modern Christian entity as well. In other words, people say they're Christians, but they're living like a whore. They say they're saved, but living like the world. So they're trying to cover up and justify and say they're Christian and they're not Christian. So they're trying to what? They're trying to pollute Christianity. In other words, they're trying to pollute the cross of Christ. And God said, you're filthy and you're abominable and you're abomination. And he said, the one who was drunk with blood of the saints refers to these empires and their false religion, which persecuted Israel during the Old Testament times, actually up to the time of Christ, points to the millions in the church age who gave their lives for the cause of Christ. The Roman Empire began these persecutions of Christians and was followed by the Catholic Church. The, cha- the, cha- the Catholic Church picked up where the Romans left out because the Catholic came from Rome. Rome was found not on Jesus Christ. The church was not found on Rome. The true church was found in the book of what? Acts. In the book of Acts, second chapter, it says when the day of Pentecost had fully come, Those that were in the upper room heard a mighty sound from heaven, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. That's the birth of the true church. The false church is found in Revelation 17 chapter. The fake 
The true church is found in the book of Acts. And by being found in the book of Acts, Jesus Christ said, this is the church I'm going to build, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So, and the angel said unto me, wherefore did you marvel? And the angel knew John would marvel at the scene that unfolded before his eyes and would need some explanation. I will tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carries her, which has the seven heads and the ten horns. Seven heads, ten, ten world empire, ten horns, European common market. That's what the ten horns are. And the beast who and the beast who you saw was, it represents a fallen angel who helped the leaders of the empires of the past in their effort to destroy Israel. And Isnot was non active during the time of John. Shall ascend out of the bottomless pit. This powerful fallen angel was confined. to the bottomless pit about 2,000 years ago and remains there still, but will be released to help the Antichrist and go into perdition. Meaning that after the escape of helping the Antichrist on earth, he will be co-signed to the lake of fire. And they who dwell on the earth shall wonder whose name was not written in the book of life from the foundations of the world. Presents the fact that all unsaved people on the earth during the time of the great tribulation will be startled and amazed as they observe the Antichrist who will do things no other man has ever done. This will be, this will this will will be caused this fallen angel is helping him, but of which he is not aware. When they beheld the beast who was and is not, was not functioning during this time, and yet it is, will be released out of the bottomless pit to help the Antichrist. This woman will be the whole complete function of the false church. They will be captivated over the Antichrist. This Antichrist, as I said, is a man, a handsome man, a tall man, six foot six, six letters in his name. He comes out of Madrid, Spain. His name is King Felipe. He's the descendant of the royal throne through through uh, 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 through Esau and through Jacob because they intermarried after the Jews had scattered in the parts of the world. They were scattered. They intermingled with each other, and there's such thing as Hispanic Jews, and now. This man that comes on the scene is a royal bloodline and the descendants from the throne of David, and now they are planning to do what? 
They got him all ready. He is six foot six, King Felipe. He's in Spain. Check your YouTube. His father was considered to the Jewish people of Jerusalem as being the king of Jerusalem. One Carlos. One Carlos was considered to be the king of Jerusalem. Now his son took the throne. He is considered to be the king of Jerusalem. It's hid behind the block. But when he comes on the scene after the rapture of the church, then they tell me he will show his face. He will sign a peace treaty with Israel. Israel is getting the temple ready. Israel got five red heifers in which they are required to have in order to offer sacrificing and the cleansing of the temple. And they in preparation of getting the Dome of the Rock where the temple is going to be built. This temple has to be built because the Antichrist is going to sit in it. And I've got proof that he's going to sit in it. As we go to the book Thessalonians, we go to the book of Second Thessalonians, and let's see what it says in the second chapter of Second Thessalonians. It says this. It says this. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together to him. That's the rapture. that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by words, nor by letter, as from us, as the day of Christ is at hand. Christ is getting ready to rapture the church. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away from, falling away from the faith. Faith of what? Faith in the birth, death, and resurrection of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The world has practically thrown that away. You don't want people to say anything about Jesus Christ today. They are thrown it away. Church folks don't like to be named among the name of Christ when they're outside the church. They don't want to say nothing about Christ. Only time they go to church, they hear Christ, they might see a little bit of Christ. But when you get on the outside, they don't want to claim nothing. A great falling away. A falling away from the word. A falling away from holiness. A falling away from repentance. A falling away from regeneration. A falling away from redemption. A falling away from forgiveness of sin. A falling away from the love of God. Falling away. And have a form of God, but they ain't got no power. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except they're coming to fall of the way first. And that man of sin, that man of sin, Antichrist, and the son of perdition, Antichrist, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, or that he is worshipped, so that he has that he as God sits in the temple of God. Uh-oh, uh-oh, look at that, the temple of God. Well, if he's going to sit in the temple, 
The temple has to be built. Well, who's going to build a temple? The Jews are going to build a temple, and when they build a temple, he's going to sit in the temple. He's going to desecrate it. It's a call abomination desolation. He's going to sit in the temple, in the middle of the tribulation, and he's going to demand that the world will worship this image of the beast. Half human and half robot. Worship the beast. He's going to take the Ark of the Covenant and dismantle it and go inside the holies of holies where God used to dwell. In the Old Testament, God dwelt in the holies of holies. And now they're going to put the Ark of the Covenant there, but God is not going to be there. And by him not being there, the Antichrist is going to cause abomination of desolation and put his statue or put his seat or put his throne in the temple and then set up a what? A robot image of the beast. The image of the beast will cause as many as will worship him, and it will speak. And when it speaks, it will tell the whole world. And here we go. It will tell the whole world, except you receive the mark of the beast, the mark of the beast on your forehead or on the back of your hand between your forefinger and your thumb. You will not, you cannot neither buy nor sell unless you save and get the mark. When you get the mark, it's a computer chip. A lot of people don't agree with it, but it's going to be a computer chip that goes inside your skin, and it will monitor you. It will what? It will poison your body. It will control you, and you will become a worshiper of the raw, low-down, dirty devil to the Antichrist because the Antichrist is going to be assassinated and he's going to lay in the mark for three days, and he's going to do a quiet resurrection. He's going to get up, and the world is going to witness this, and the world is going to go after it like a, a dog going after a rabbit, and they are going to worship the Antichrist by receiving the mark of the beast, and you won't be able to buy or sell unless you have that mark. If you refuse the mark of the beast, you will be taken to the guillotine. You will be taken to the guillotine. And you will be beheaded during the latter part of the tribulation period. The FEMA camps, they will have concentration camps in the United States. They will have guillotines setting up in the United States. The, 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 the streets will be full of blood, and people will be running, and people will be caught. People will be going uh, underground. People will be hiding. People will be fighting. They will try to escape the wrath of God Almighty because you rejected, you totally rejected the love of God by accepting his son, Jesus Christ. Until this day. So this Antichrist is going to sit in the temple. And when you receive that mark, your body will be poisoned with a virus. And this virus will cause sores to break out on you. Boils will break out on your skin. And the sun will scorch your back. And you won't have nothing but blood to drink. 
and bitter water. And people would be turning into zombies. They would be screaming and hollering. People would be jumping off of buildings. People would be shooting and murderers. And folks would become so mad and so angry that they're going to wish they never were born. The 144,000 would be caught up in the middle of the tribulation. And the tribulation saints that got saved during the first part of the tribulation will have to go through the latter part, and they will be martyred and killed. And after they're martyred and killed, the 144,000 will be gone. God Almighty, God Almighty is going to send two prophets. Two prophets will come back and finish the Old Testament ministry and fulfill it in the New Testament ministry. Moses and Elijah will lock up together, and they will stand on the Temple Mount, and they will prophesy and preach for 1,260 days. They were here day and night. They were here day and night. They were here for three and one half years. They're going to hear 24 hours a day. They're going to be preaching. You talking about preaching? You talking about people be getting mad and saying, shut up. We don't want to hear nothing about repenting. We don't hear nothing about no Christ coming back. Oh, get them out of here. But they ain't going to be able to touch him. They won't be able to touch him. Why? Because these men are going to be supernatural. They're going to have so much power that if anybody touched these boys, if anybody touched Moses, if anybody touched Elijah, fire will consume them. And they will continue to preach. And the whole round world will hear the gospel. And then after they get through, or in the period of the time they're getting through, God's going to send three angels and let them fly. Oh, y'all. God's going to let them fly around the world and preach the everlasting gospel of Jesus Christ. And then the Bible said, the end shall come. The two prophets shall be killed and lay in the street for three and one half days. After the three and one half days, ABC, NBC, CNN, woo, ESPN, woo. they tell me YouTube, they tell me Twitter, they tell me TikTok, they tell me all the broadcasting stations will be focused on Jerusalem, will come the focal point of Christ's return. And the whole round world will see him. And when he come back, he's coming back with what? He's coming back with the born again, baptized, sanctified church. Church, honey. Let's see where the church is at in the book of Revelation. In the book of Revelation, we see the church coming back in the... 19th chapter of the book of Revelation. Let's see what 19 and 11 says. 19 and 11 says in the book of Revelation. Woo! Look here, look here. And John the Revelator. John 
said in the 11th verse at the 19th chapter, and I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him was called faithful and true. Jesus Christ is coming back to earth from heaven on a white horse. He never rode a white horse. He rode a donkey through Jerusalem because it was the beast of burden. When he rides his white horse, it's the beast of victory. A victory. Victory. Victory is mine. Victory, victory is mine because Jesus Christ could be riding on the white horse. We know the white horse in Revelation 6 chapter, that was the Antichrist imitating imitating righteousness, but undercover is the raw devil. Jesus Christ says, a white horse, and he that said him is called what? Faithful and true. They didn't say that about the white horse in the sixth chapter. He said he had a bow and a in his hand, and a crown was given unto him. And the crown was given unto him, and all authority was given unto him after he did a fake resurrection. Then the world believed that this man, uh, this Antichrist, is really Jesus Christ because he made a fake resurrection. But he had no identification mark, no nail prints in his hand, no pierced side. He didn't have no identification that he was what? That he was crucified. And that's what people accepted. He wasn't crucified. And since he wasn't crucified, it was the devil and the people worshiped him. So they were worshiping the devil because they disbelieved in the crucifixion of Jesus Christ and his burial, death, and resurrection. All right. Ah, look at here. Faithful and true. And in righteousness, he does judge and make war. God's going to fight. He's going to fight at the end of the tribulation period. When he comes back, he's going to fight at the battle of what? Armageddon. Armageddon is on the list. General W. MacArthur, 1945, on the USS ship Missouri in Tokyo Bay, told the world, unless we find a more equitable way to settle our different Armageddon lies at our front door, well, General MacArthur is right. He's right because when Jesus Christ comes back, the armies of the world, the armies of the world, the heathen nations, the rebellion one, the ones that deny Jesus Christ, the one that hate Jesus Christ, is going to gather in a valley. And Jesus Christ is going to come down from heaven. And when he comes down from heaven, he's going to smoke them with the spirit of his mouth. And they tell me blood is going to shed until they get up to the horse's bridle. Woo! It's going to be a war that ends all wars at that point of that of this generation. His eyes are flame of fire, and on his head had many crowns. And those crowns was given unto him through the saints, those crowns he will wear because all the saints that will get a crown, they're going to have to return it and give it to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because the crown that they got 
at the judgment seat of the Bema seat, they tell me it was it was gotten to not their own power, but the power of the Holy Ghost. And that is, is the, the works that they done on earth while they was here on earth, that they gave their life to Christ and they shared Christ and they live like Christ and they talk like Christ and they love like Christ. Good God Almighty. Woo, this is powerful. And he had on his name written that no man knew. And he was clothed in a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God, God in the flesh. And the army, wait a minute, the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses. Well, who is this army? The army, let me tell you what the army is. Because everybody going around here talking about, well, I go to this church, and I go to that church, and I go to this church, and I'm different from this. No, but this is the army that Jesus Christ purchased with his own blood. This is the church. Is the church coming back with Christ on white horses. And they were clothed. The Bible says, and they were clothed in fine linen, white and clean, white and sanctified. White and perfected, white and redemption, white and washed in the blood of the Lamb. They were perfect. They were sinless. They were unique with a new body. They had new perspective, and they were on the white horses, and they were following Jesus. Are you following Jesus today? Did you give your life to Christ today? If you haven't given your life to Christ today, you can't follow him. You won't be at this year's celebration. You won't have a white garment on. And listen, this is real. This is authentic. This is literally. And it says, out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that it, with it he shall smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treads the winepress of his fierce and wrath of the almighty God. And he had on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And I saw an angel standing, on the, standing in the sun. He cried out with a loud voice, saying, To all the fowls who fly in the midst of the heavens, Come! Together, he'll sail to the gather and to the supper of the great God. In other words, God said, after I slay these armies, I'm going to call every bird, every buzzard, every vulture, and they're going to come and eat the flesh of men, captives, and horses, and going to clean up the valley. Why? Because the wrath of God it's going to destroy all the wicked, and the wicked will never, 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 never cease to be burning in hell because they rejected the God of the universe, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. You may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captives, 
and the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses, and of them who sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both all small and great. This proclaims the fact that the power of the almighty God doesn't blink at those on this earth who consider themselves to be great. Judgment will be identical for all. And I saw the beasts and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his his army. That's the saints of God. And the beast was taken and with him the false prophets who wrought miracles before him with which he deceived them who had received the mark of the beast and them who worshipped the image. These both were cast alive into the lake of fire with brimstone. And the remnant that were slain with them with the sword of him who sat up on the horse which sword proceeded out of the mouth and all the fowl were filled with their flesh. This is the second coming of Jesus Christ. This is this is when Christ comes back with the with his body, with his bride. This is the only church that's true. And they were made true by the crucifixion, the burial, the death, and the resurrection. All power in heaven and earth is given unto the Almighty. Now the Almighty is coming back with the earth to fight against Armageddon and win the battle and set up his millennial kingdom. When he comes back to earth, he will judge all the nations that's left after judgment. And he says, I will judge the world and I will judge the nations in the valley in Jerusalem where I will put the goats on the left and the sheep on the right. And I will cause them and say to them, to the wicked, I will say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, for I never knew you. And to the righteous, he will tell those on the right side, come, come, come into my father's house. And they will enter into the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. And they will repopulate the earth for the second time. And he will rule and reign on this earth a thousand years. And he will tear down the temple that the Antichrist set in. And he will, the Lord will build him a temple. And he will set in that temple during the millennium reign and ruled the nations with a rod of iron. And everything that the devil tore up for 6,000 years will be restored. Longevity will be restored. The animal world will be restored. The ecology world will be destroyed. The animals and the fishes in the sea will be restored. Everything's going to be restored when he rules and reigns for a thousand years to repopulate the earth 
to give man the last opportunity or dispensation to test man for 7,000 years to prove to man there's one sin, true to the angel, there's one sin, true to every creature that there's only one sin that you cannot blame on the devil, and that is unbelief. God is going to give man one more opportunity to prove to man that he is totally depraved. He is sick unless he receives Christ. If he never deceived Christ, those that was born during the millennium reign will still will not believe that Jesus Christ died and rose again, and they will actually look at his hands and his feet. And those that disobedient during the millennium reign, they will be judged right away. There won't be no delay because he's going to rule with a rod of iron, and the saints of God will be participating in the kingdom of God to do his will and let them, some of them, will become kings and priests and the head of many nations. God is good all the time, all the time God is good. This is Elder G. Bazaar talking to you, letting you know, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Let's go to heaven. Whoo, let's go to heaven. This earth ain't got nothing but a few more days, a few more hours. Jesus Christ is coming again. He's coming to get a church without a spot or wrinkle. Come back, come back, come back, come back. Come back Sunday night, 5 o'clock. I'll be on 5 to 7. We'll talk about it some more. Amen. What I'm telling you here is true. What I'm telling you here is the truth from the word of God. Ye must be born again. This is Elder G. Bazaar. Watchman on the wall. I got to move on. I got to move on. I got to keep doing what I'm doing. There's no other way that I can do it. I got to warn you. I got to tell you. For God so loved the world that he loved you so much that he gave his only begotten son. You need to come to him. There's no guarantee you'll live tomorrow. There's no guarantee you'll wake up in the morning. But once you accept Jesus Christ, I guarantee you your salvation will last forever. It's a guarantee God will never leave you, neither will he forsake you. Lo, what's I be with you always into the world? Don't let this pass you by. Don't let this pass you by. All that you see in the world today is diabolical. Demons are getting ready to come down here and invade this earth. UFOs are demonic spirits that's going to take over this earth during the tribulation period. They will mingle with mankind. They tried to do it during the time of Noah, and they're going to try it this time. Don't be caught up in it. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus right now. He's not going to hurt you. He wants to bless you. It's not about money. It's not about fame. It's not about glory. It's not about nothing but Christ. He died for your sins. 
and he's not going to die no more. It's the first and the last. He's not coming down here no more to do any more ministering work. He's coming to judge. Make sure you know him in the pardon of your sins. Jesus loves you. Yes, I know, for the Bible tells me so. This is Elder Bazaar coming to you from Warren, Ohio. Repent. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. For he is who he say he is. I know God will take care of you if you give him a chance. He done took care of me for 78 years. 78 years he have brought me through from my cradle till 2023. He has brought me through, child. And if you just give your heart to him, he'll bring you through because you ain't going to make it. You might make it through life without Christ, but you can't make it to heaven without Christ. There's a lot of people never accept Accepted Jesus Christ, made 99 years old. Now, they came through life, but if they're not saved, they will never make it to heaven. Why don't you come? Just say, Lord, I'm sorry. I repent of my sins. I'm sorry, Lord. You're so good. You're so holy. You're so righteous. And you can put up with me. Save my soul. I done done a lot of little dirty things, but Lord, save my soul. I want my soul to be saved. Save now. In Jesus' name, I pray. See you Sunday night. Keep praying for me that I'll be able what the Lord want me to be. Keep preaching this word because it's the only thing going to save you. Only hope we have. The only hope we have in this life. Is Jesus Christ. Jesus means Savior and Christ means anointed. God in man suffered and died, come up from the grave, and now he's getting ready to come back. Be ready when he comes. This is Elder G. Bazaar. Come on to Jesus right now, for he loves you. With all, all your heart. He gave up. God gave up everything he had. He do not have another Savior. He's not coming to die again. Don't go to hell. Don't die without Christ and go to hell. Come to Jesus. Confess with your believe with your heart that God raised him from the dead, and the Bible says, Thou shalt be saved. Just let him come into your life. If you let him come in, I guarantee you everything I got. I guarantee you my life. I guarantee that you will never, never, never be the same. Never be the same. He's so good. Don't let his goodness pass.